Welcome to the Prepare to Win Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Oliver, here with Dane Lee. Um, <clears throat> today we're going to talk about nutrition uh, in the sense of people that are busy and, and have uh, or have busy jobs and our students. We get this question uh, quite often. I don't I don't know. I, we, we've gone over it before, but we'll kind of uh, blow through this topic again. Um, so the common things, and, and we see this all the time, I see it in gen pop a lot and this is the the big excuses so let me tell you something like if if elite athletes that have these same jobs can still get it done like gen pop people you guys you can get it done like there's there's no reason you can't um you're not at such a high level that it's going to affect your training that much or anything like that like you still have time to work out you still have time to eat good and I, you know, everyone will complain. I get it a lot from people in the healthcare industry and I'm not, nurses are about to get pissed off, but you, oh, God. <laughs> you have time. And I know this because I know a lot of nurses yeah. and I know the ones that are at the higher level in fitness are usually the ones that don't complain, but it's the people that are like at a lower level of fitness. that complain that they don't have time to eat. Mm-hmm. I understand the job category, you know, same with people that, um, you know, travel a lot for work or, um, you know, or on the road all day with work doing jobs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Now these are, uh, two different ways to prep and be prepared for everything, but, uh, they're, they're kind of similar in a sense. So, um, let's go through the jobs first and then we'll talk about students cause the student one's pretty easy cause I, I can relate and I've been there yeah. and I'll be able to talk about that. You'll be able to talk about that. Um, with with jobs, okay, so, it, it, you know, we're not going to get into the different shifts and all that stuff because it doesn't matter. Just take it in a sense for when you get up, you know, you need to eat a big breakfast, point blank. If you think you don't have time, I can point out a million people that think they don't, or thought they didn't have time and, and have done it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, for example, like uh, Lindsay's been working these like long days sometimes, Um because she's doing clinic hours also. And so she'll have like a 12 hour day or whatever, 10 hour day. And she'll come in, she'll work out, uh, four in the morning, a little, you know, somewhere around there, four, four thirty in the morning. And she still goes home and she still will make a breakfast and eat breakfast, you know, why she's, you know, letting the dogs out and doing everything else. So I kind of see that firsthand. Yeah. Um, it, it's not that you don't have time. It's that you don't have the drive to do it and you need to set, in that habit, right? That's actually what I wrote down just yeah. now. Yeah. You have to have the willingness and, and the drive to want to do it. So you need to get up. You need to crack some eggs. You need to put them down. You know, and your eggs and things, if you if you just learn how to cook, your eggs with everything cut up in them, like so like I have eggs with peppers or spinach or something like that mm-hmm. in the morning. Um, then I might add a little bit of cheese in, whatever. And I have bacon or I have sausage or, you know, whatever. Excuse me. This is a problem with me drinking energy before <laughs> I start burping. Um, but the uh, the thing is, you you can cook these while you're doing other things, getting ready. Low heat. It's a magical thing. Mm-hmm. So you cook them and allow them to start cooking while you're doing whatever. If that's getting your kids ready, if that's getting yourself ready, um, letting your dogs out, doing your morning routine you can kind of let those things simmer and cook. And um, what's it take? Maybe 10 minutes to to get a full breakfast done uh, if you're making like eggs and bacon. It doesn't take that long, right? No. 
And you can usually knock that out in about five minutes, six minutes of eating. It's not overly difficult. Mm. Um, you know, worst case, you eat your eggs up real quick and you're walking around with your piece of bacon eating it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, not overly difficult. Oatmeal takes one minute if it's instant oats. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It takes one minute to heat up. So there's really no excuse there. Um, fruit, very easy to grab, you know? So, uh, in the morning with my eggs and stuff, I'll usually have some grapes or I might have an apple yeah. or something like that. Um, if I do decide to have oats, you know, again, your breakfast can be made and eaten within 15 minutes. It's not hard. All right. And then you instantly have your prep meal, right? So time to go to work, right? You instantly should have your prep meals ready to go, whether that be um, from something you prepped or something that you utilize a prep service for. Right. So I've said this many times, like uh, each week we get about seven meals for the house and uh, that covers me and Lindsay in case we get busy, we can grab one. Basically, mm-hmm. we, we map it out for one a day. You know, and then if we come, we've came to some days where it's like, okay, we're not eating these, um, because we've had so much prepped. So we just start, we'll, we'll eat like two of them, three of them in a day. Right. You know, you don't want them to go bad. Yeah. Don't want them to go bad. Might as well not waste them. Um, so, but they're, they're there just in case. Okay. Remember prepare to win. Yeah. The whole podcast. Okay. (laughs) So we're prepared in that sense that we can grab those and go if we need to also, Um, so let's say you're working, you know, your eight hour day or whatever, 10 hour day. And there's, I, I, and I understand, I fully get this. And I think it's, it's such bullshit in the, in the general corporate world, you don't get, um, very many breaks. Right. Right. And I've even heard like some, they don't do full lunches. They only do like small, uh, they get like two X amount of minute breaks. And it's basically enough time to take a piss and like get a snack. Right. Yeah. That's where it becomes even more important to have those good preps ready to go. So, it, you know, you know, if your coworkers are hogging the microwave, you you get in there and you push them out of the way, beat their ass. No, <laughs> but like you you gotta you know get it warmed up. What minute minute and a half to get it warmed up? Mm-hmm. And um, you it sucks because you're gonna have to cause you're gonna have to eat that food quick. So that's not the time to fuck around on your phone and check Instagram and check Facebook and, you know, get on Snapchat and TikTok and I don't know what every social media Whatever thing out there, you know, yeah. um, that's not the time to do that. It's the time to eat your food. And okay. If you have an important text or important message from whoever, then maybe you need to answer that back. Maybe you need to make a phone call. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but you utilize that time to eat your food. Um, I think more, it depends who you work for. There's some corporate worlds that, and this is the bullshit. It's like some corporate companies are allowing more snacks and more time to like, cause they know nutrition's important. Um, but then there's other ones that are like limiting the type of thing or limiting anything you can have at your desk. So basically they'll limit it to like very snacky things, grab and go things. What do people grab? They grab packaged shit then. Mm-hmm. Right. There's no reason, I promise you, I can do any job in the world with a fucking slab steak down and, you know what I mean, rice and, and vegetables. I, I, You know how I know I can do that? Because I do it at my fucking desk every day at home. Mm-hmm. I sit there and I will cut steak and eat it while I'm working, you know. Answer emails, chew on steak. Yeah. So, and I imagine at anybody's work, even if you're in a little cubicle or something, you have that, uh, you know, you have that room and ability to be able to do so. So that, that's my gripe to the corporate world and, uh, have your bosses contact me. I'll talk to them for you. (laughs) 
Um, and I'll tell them how important it is. Um, so I wish there, there was a corporate change in that sense. Um, but anyway, so you're busy, you got your prep meals, you went ahead and ate it. All right. So you had your one prep meal Mm -hmm. and that can be, again, needs to be lean meat, some carb, some vegetable. Um, and then your snacks, think of the go-to things. Like I just said, you can take packets of oatmeal into work, right? Mm -hmm. And, um, you can keep, I, I imagine if you have a little storage space or they have some area or just take it with you, keep a little microwavable bowl, keep uh plastic or not uh plastic um well i guess they are a synthetic uh the micro little white microwavable uh throwaway bowls you know what i mean yeah so um or you can just take like little prep containers cheap plastic containers and it's something that you won't be able to utilize over and over and over and over again but maybe a couple uses you throw it away and they're so cheap it doesn't matter all right um the other things to keep with you you can have you know mixed nuts you can have um, high, high density foods that are packaged small. So I mean by that, some of these, uh, protein bars, things aren't, aren't too bad or like, uh, nature Valley bar, things like that. Um, oat bars. Um, I really like, uh, who makes them? I think Quaker makes them. They're called pick me ups. They're little oatmeal squares Okay. that, um, they're like very tiny oatmeal squares that you can snack on. Um, and it's, you know, oats and I, and I can't remember all the ingredients in them. Some of them have like peanut butter flavor or whatever. Um, but those aren't too bad. You know, you can have a little bit of granola. You know, there, there's all kinds of things. If you can keep a Greek yogurt by and then a handful of granola, a little baggie of granola, then you walk into the break room or wherever, you grab your yogurt, your little lunchbox, whatever, grab your yogurt out, dump your granola in it and eat it right there. Boom. That's a couple hundred calories gone. Right. And you can eat that while you're at your desk working. Um, so that's that's kind of some things to point out for the inside uh, community. And, and remember, if you're getting ready to go work out, then you need to either a stop at home or B, you need to eat that big meal before you go to the gym. Right. So maybe you need to take two meals to work and microwave one as you're out the door, you know. Uh, spend an extra five, 10 minutes at, after work at work and eat that meal down real quick and get going, you know? Um, you know, one second, I need some water. That's the other thing. Keep hydrated. Keep keep a big jug of water near you at all times or at least filling up a bottle. So one of the things that you mentioned prior is uh, making that decision. And I've read it, I don't know how long ago, but they made this comparison where you have these two different mindsets and one of them is the self-fulfilling and the other one is the self-defeating. Mm-hmm. So in one example, they said, I, I want you to get up and you're going to go do cardio in the morning. And yeah. the person was like, I, I have to get up a little earlier and I have to like put on my shoes and I got to put on all the clothes and I got to yeah. make sure. And the person was like, yeah, I just wake up and put on my shoes. I go, they're the exact same actions, mm-hmm. two completely different mindsets. Yeah. So you have one person that could look at nutrition and say, man, I got to take like an entire day on Sunday and I got to prep for everything. And like, what if the food goes bad? And like, that means I got to have all this Tupperware clean. So I have yeah. you know, dishes that are available for it. The other person's like, yeah, I go to the store, I buy the groceries, I come back, I spend an afternoon. I mean, if you are with your you know significant other, you could spend the day with them. You just get everything ready. Boom, yeah. You're good. Two of the very different mindsets on the exact same action. Yeah. That same thing like bleeds over. Like you look at somebody who has like our job where it could change a lot from day to day on what Mm -hmm. you're doing or and where you're doing it versus nursing where, you know, fairly set schedule through the week. It could be very different. Like you said with the shifts, but 
you have people who are nurses, not to continue using that as an example, but Mm -hmm. to kind of roll with it, who have been successful with what you're talking about. Because you just find a way to take the facts of this is how much I need to eat, this is how I need to break it up, and you accommodate it to your situation. Mm -hmm. That's like the self-fulfilling aspect versus the self-defeating where they say, well, I can't possibly do it because my boss doesn't let me have long enough to go eat or I only have so many breaks or I'm not hungry when I first wake up. The thing is like nutrition is black and white. Yeah. Like you can make arguments for workouts where you say like, okay, there's all different things that we can do to get fit. Right. But like, if you don't eat, like you don't get to change the rules on how it's going to affect your body and what's going to do to you. Well, there's, um, the other thing I was going to, you know, add in is there's, there's laws that you have to have, X amount of time to break. Like you're, Mm -hmm. you're going to get time to eat at some point. It's going to happen. You have to, and you have to focus on eating during that point. I understand shit hits the fan and you got a lot of patience or you got a lot of jobs to do, or you got a lot of this. Your boss is telling you deadline, deadline. Mm -hmm. You have to remember you're in a job that is a lifelong thing. All right. Your daily habits of eating that's for yourself. Like mm-hmm. at some point you're going to retire from that job. At some point you're going to be too old to hit your fitness goals. Right. So you need to have a little bit of selfishness during that time too. That like, this is my break. I'm going to eat. I'm not going to fucking gossip with these fucking people and I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to, I'm going to eat. Right. Right. You have to focus on it. And I think that's the biggest thing. You are allowed to make yourself a priority. Yeah. Now what I always thought was funny was take a there's a hospital down the road um and i hear this all the time i know people have worked there before that used to like take their meals and prep and stuff mm-hmm. and guess what their coworkers walked in every day with fucking mcdonald's you know why because it was on the fucking lobby floor of the hospital it was mm-hmm. the only restaurant in the hospital a fucking mcdonald's besides like the little coffee shack where they might have had some bagels i think yeah. they had a little guy set up or whatever um but a fucking McDonald's was inside the hospital, and that's what everyone fucking ate. It was like, right there in his lunchtime, you just saw a line out the door. Yeah. Like, in a in a fucking hospital, the place of that of health, right? Right. We're so concerned with health these days. But yet, the, these people just eat like trash, right? And those people who prepped their meals would eat that good food and just watch all their coworkers eat that shit. Mm-hmm. You know? So, I'm not saying you can, hey, I love McDoubles, all right? You know? <laughs> but I eat them like once a year, twice a year, maybe, if and that. conscious like, of what you're putting in your body. Yeah, be aware of it. But anyway. Um, <clears throat> I think another thing with it is you can figure out your macros pretty quick. Yeah. It takes a while to create the habits that allow you to hit those macros consistently, especially if you have a job that's challenging yeah. like that. And you like you said you figure out what am i going to have in the morning like i'm going to yeah. have oats i'm going to have eggs right yeah how much time do you actually have because well, when people say i don't have time and like you said this earlier and i wrote it down so i just want to say it again you don't have time the way you're doing it yeah change how you're fucking doing it yep. and it miraculously all of a sudden you can find an extra 10 15 minutes and it can mm-hmm. completely change how you are set up for the entire day yeah well you know it's like these uh these people that like, you know, let's take like restaurant workers. That's another common one I'll see. Like, don't have time. I fucking worked in a restaurant before. You have fucking time. 
All right. Cause you get your break. I, I was eating good. I was young, mm. you know? And so I was always like, I was always buying a steak and potatoes or something like that. From, yeah. Cause you get it like cheaper. So I always was able to eat, you know? And, um, I know how that rut work in restaurants is. You can fucking sneak food all the time. <laughs> like I'm not stupid. All right. Um, and people have different things to snack on. The, the point is that there's always a time, but let's say that it is just a hard day at work. All right. Yeah. And you miss some meals. Guess what? Not the end of the world. All right. You're going to be able to still make up for those meals. Not the, not the most optimal way, but you know, as long as you have, you know, your proteins kind of set in, it's pretty easy to round up some carbs and, and fats yeah. real quick. Right. So let's say you had a hard day at work. At least try to get your proteins eaten up and get whatever carb fats you can in. And then let's say you're coming into a workout after work, then again, stay that extra five minutes and because you prepped your food and brought it, eat the rest of those carbs, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now, it, it, sometimes things come up, whatever, it, you know, comes up and you have to stop somewhere or you have to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. Completely fine understand what you're eating though so you can very easily go to chipotle and get just rice and just protein and just (laughs) vegetables yep you don't have to get all the shit piled on top you know to add the to make your macros thrown off Mm -hmm. right you can literally watch them scoop out the rice scoop out the meat take an educated guess on what it is right Right, you don't have your scale right there, or whatever. You should be able to go online and see their their new, uh, macro values and stuff. The way that they work, like they have a fixed amount that they're supposed to learn to put yeah. in the bowls, whether yeah. you say it's you know single, double, light, extra, whatever. Yeah, and you yeah. go like you said, go online, look at it's, it. It's it's best educated guess, right? You know, so um, hell of a lot better than nothing. Yeah. Now, I you know I have people. I I coach a lot of people in nutrition, and I have people. I have one girl that I, I'm not even kidding. I've been coaching her for six months. I don't think she's ever had one week where she hit her macros to like a T or even close. Like Oof. it's so far off this and that. And every week there's a new excuse and stuff. Well, like last week, uh, or maybe it was a couple weeks ago, there was like, oh, I don't know why my weight popped up this week. I was really on track with my macros except for one day where she went over like 20 protein, uh, 15 on fat and like 40 on carbs. And it's like, one, that's a significant overreach there. Mm-hmm. But then also I told her, I'm like, you can't take one week. You you haven't been consistent at all for months. I right. said, you have to be consistent week after week after week every day within a few macro points, you know? Mm-hmm. I can deal with 10 to 15 off on carbs and, you know, maybe a couple grams off on fat, a couple grams, five to 10 off on protein, mm-hmm. you know, a, a, a caloric range of about a hundred calories on a given day, mm-hmm. um, he, over, under, whatever. Um, but you should be able to get within about 50 calories every single day of your macro targets. That's not hard. You know, what blows my mind you about know? it is someone will hear that and they will be like, that sounds so restrictive. It sounds... It's, it's, like to the point, it's, it's like, not because I let them eat a, a lot of different varieties of food. Well, when people but, look at like the way that we eat and like we've talked about it, it was like, it's almost the same thing like yeah. day after day, right? Like there's yeah. some variety in how we prep something, but it's essentially a lot of the same foods consistently because, mm-hmm. you know, with Crohn's, you have to be very careful with celiacs. You have to be careful. Yeah. And someone will look at me like, well, that sounds really boring. But when you actually look at what people eat on a consistent basis, 
they basically always eat the same shit every day. They just yeah. don't think of it yep. as being, you know, tied down to these handful of foods. Yeah. You and basically then, eat the same the same macro uh, right. in a way. They're around about the same macros, but they just don't look at it that way because they attribute like, well, I can eat this cheeseburger, but then this next meal I'm going to have broccoli and uh, beef or something mm-hmm. like uh, broccoli and chicken, you know, and then this next meal I'm just going to have a salad, you know. Like, well, that's no different than spacing out six well-put meals, you know? Like You're just more conscious of what you're putting in your system and how much yeah. and when you're doing it. Yeah. I was like, oh, no, that sounds really restrictive. No, like you're making a choice yeah. about what you're putting in your body and the macros, mm-hmm. whether you realize you're doing it yeah. or not. And I think the thing is, is people just flat out, you guys don't know how to cook. You don't know how to, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm serious. I, I think that's a problem in America. Like I think a lot of people don't know how to cook. Or don't know how to like, I mean. I never thought about it like that. I mean, dead serious, man. Like there's never, unless we just get like, oh shit, I didn't realize we were out of that. There is never unprepped meats in my household ever. If there is, it's because like we've been gone for days and we didn't prep meats on purpose because we knew we'd be gone over Mm -hmm. a weekend or whatever. Um, Or it's just like. Got a little busy and realized, oh, shit, we don't have that. Guess what? That grill's getting fired up. I'm throwing a couple steaks on, whatever. And I eat a fuck ton of meat, mm-hmm. right? And so does Lindsay. And it is not hard to sit there and prep a couple steaks, a little bit of chicken, uh, some fish or whatever for the next few days. Mm-mm. You know, it is really – right now I have um, – I wanted a meatloaf. I haven't had a meatloaf in a while. <laughs> so I have a meatloaf at home. I know that. Um, I just finished the last steak – uh, last night there's uh, salmon burgers getting ready to be made today. Nice. There's chicken already chopped up and ready to go mm-hmm. made uh, chicken tenders. Um, you know, the, it, that's another thing. Like those small chicken tenders, Lindsay always likes to get these, mm. you know, she throws them on the grill. It takes what, 15 minutes to cook up some chicken tenders, you know, if that, yeah. um, steak again, 10 minutes on the grill. Like it's not hard. You can grill a ton of, a ton of this shit. Enough for three or four days in 10 minutes. You're telling me you don't have 10 minutes to prep your food? Lean beef takes, again, 10 to 15 minutes on the stove, depending on how hot you're cooking it. It it doesn't yeah. take long to prep these things. I think you guys just don't have the habits built, and you don't know how to prep. You don't know how to cook food. Yeah. And I'm not a gourmet chef, but you know what? I've been on my, my own long enough that I've had you to figure, figure that shit out. I figured out how to yeah. fucking cook. <laughs> You know, you want to eat, you figure yeah. it out. And you know what? I do remember I, now we're telling stories, but like, I, I do remember being, you know, 18 years old on my own. And like, I was still like, man, I'm going to warm up some fucking SpaghettiOs because why not? Let's mm-hmm. eat those, you know? Um, and I would go to like different food places to get food and stuff. Um, cause I was, you know, I was young. I was on my own. And like, I knew ish how to cook, mm-hmm. you know? Um, some things, but like, I didn't know what the fuck, like my diet needed to be, you know, right. and all that stuff. And for all you 18 and young, young people, this was a different time, different world. We didn't have someone to look to on Instagram to tell us exactly how to eat. <laughs> all right. It was just whatever kind of you were brought up on, whatever you could afford. Really? Did YouTube exist? Um, I don't think it did. If it, um, or it just maybe, barely. or maybe just barely came out. I mean, Facebook start when i was 18 is when facebook started so if that tells you anything yeah um 
I remember everyone like because we were you know we went to college and we're like yeah yep. what's your at like uh, da, da. Yep. and you had to have a call co- you had to have a college uh, ID. you had to go to college ID yeah. and a college email to have a Facebook for all you youngins that don't remember that um, and I remember like it'd be like, you talk talk to each other on it mm-hmm. hey party over here tonight or hey what's going on tonight or hey how you been like, you used to have conversations back and forth on it, it was almost like AIM for yeah. really old people who remember AIM. <laughs> Um, that's what it almost was, but it was like, oh, cool. Now I can add pictures and have this profile. It's yep. like, it was like AIM met MySpace in a way. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. You know? Uh, <laughs> all these young people right now are like, what the fuck are these guys How talking about? How old are you? <laughs> Man. Hey, we remember Napster. We remember it all. Oh God. Napster. Holy shit. LimeWire. LimeWire. That fucking kill your computer if yeah. you downloaded the wrong shit. <laughs> oh, this looks like a cool song. Computer's fried. Oh man. <laughs> You used to be able to download, download pirated movies, Yep. download those, and then all of a sudden, like, your computer dies. Oh, man. But anyway. How did we get on that one? Because <laughs> oh, cooking, cooking right. food. Cooking. But, you know, I learned over time um, how, to, how to cook mm-hmm. and how to prep. And especially, like, when, um, when I was going into... You know, the military, I knew I wanted to go into special warfare. I figured out real fucking quick, like, man, I need to, like, have some sort of a diet here and Mm -hmm. start to figure out, like, things with food and all this. Because, mind you, like, um, like, growing up, like, Sundays, we always had good meals. I swear, like, every Sunday was, like, it was either steak, ribs, chicken, something. It was a full-cooked, you know, meal. But when you have kids like in sports, like we were on the go a lot, so, you know, like we had some healthy stuff, we had some bad stuff, you know, mm-hmm. it's just a mix and match hodgepodge of shit. But no one ever like regimented, like you should eat this, 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 these are the good foods, these are the bad. You learn that bullshit and health that they didn't really, you know, no one really pay attention or right. they didn't really teach you much anyway. Um, <clears throat> But you learn quickly how to start kind of piecing things together and cook that by the time I, you know, was 20 years old. I kind of figured nutrition out and I can remember taking when I'd have watch or something at night um, or during the day or whatever. Uh, for those of you, it's just guard duty basically. Yeah. And I would take with me, I would have my, you know, whatever chicken and rice and broccoli and maybe my snack was like an apple. I needed, uh, it was an eight hour watch. So like Good at Lord, times, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd midnight watch uh, in a, um, office basically of a of near the hangars that literally no one came up to <laughs> like we oh, never had anyone come in it was the most boring watch ever so at the the midnight watch now we're just i'm just telling yeah. stories i don't give a fuck so on the midnight watch <laughs> me and the guy we would sit in chairs like this we take turns sleeping. We yeah. would, uh, cause like it i mean this building like no one was we were surrounded by like we were deep into the base, surrounded by barbed wire. Like you had to come up the steps, which we would have been notified if you were coming in, or you had to come in the back door, which we can hear you come in. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like an armed. We were guarding nothing. I don't yes. even know why the fuck we were there. <laughs> <laughs> like, but anyway, the military for you. You know, we were both at, like pretty deep into fitness. Me and the guy I was always uh, on watch with. So. Like we would have our meals and I would have my, you know, enough meals. I would have bring two meals usually. Um, and they would consist of like chicken, fish, steak, whatever mm-hmm. meat. And then my vegetables, my rice. Um, 
and then I'd have fruit and then I'd have a second meal. Uh, sometimes it's like a sandwich. Sometimes like, you know, cause we were coming into that morning, someone would run to subway and get like breakfast sandwiches or something. Yeah. Um, just odd and end stuff. But, um, you know, and then we, we would take turns like sleeping mm-hmm. and we would like hit each other, like hit, you know, oh, someone's coming or whatever. The one time in like a month, someone would actually walk in. But, um, anyway, so, you know, that was a point again on guard. You can't leave, you know, like right. you're, you know, there to answer whatever fucking phone might ring. Now during the day, this place is busy because the aircraft are running and like all this shit. So like people are calling and you know, you got to answer phones, but, um, like our officer that was supposed to be with us, they always just went to their fucking place and slept. They would literally be like, all right, well I'm gonna go sleep. Call me if anything comes up. <laughs> Peace. All right, man. See ya. But, um, <clears throat> you know, it, it, it doesn't matter what job you have. You're going to have to prep on the go. People, I get this all the time from construction people or people that do, um, labor work. Hmm. I get it. Time is money in that field. You got to get jobs done, you know, and all that. But remember, like, if you're not healthy enough to do the job, you're going to fucking break down anyway. Right. Not even mention your fitness goals. Remember, like if you're not running on good fumes, you know, like you're, you're dying out. Mm-hmm. Like you need that fuel in you. That's going to help you do that job. Right. Right. So especially those labor intensive jobs, it is important to have a, those carbs handy and have those meals ready to go. They make microwaves basically or warmers for your vehicles now that you can plug in really so there's really no excuse yeah um, i mean it doesn't surprise me I just ethan, seen it. ethan has one really let's oh, say um uh uh oh i forget what it's called um i'm gonna blank on it yeah but yeah i can plug into his outlets and he can warm his food up and it's like a warmer that holds your um thing like holds your food in it and okay. uses like almost like an infrared kind of heat um it's uh i think they might even have like microwaves now that you can hook in i might be wrong on that but i wouldn't be surprised i just figured they would pull too much no no um especially on some of these work trucks now like you can pull amp like a lot of amp power from them um holy shit i'm looking it up right now this is awesome you can you can power take off and run like a lot of shit from your vehicles now it's crazy this one here is like it's like 30 bucks yeah, portable portable food warmer. Yeah. And there's well, in and then you, if not, you can spend the whatever it's going to cost you and get a nice thermo um, bag or whatever. Oh, yeah, that's one of the best investments you can, you can make. You can warm up your food before you leave and take it with you mm-hmm. and and warm it pretty good, and it'll be warm an hour later, yeah. easily, um, two hours later. So there's a lot of ways, but remember, like you gotta, you gotta break and eat food. So for, for labor people, I always tell them like, have a dedicated lunch, like doesn't matter what time of day or doesn't matter what you're doing, you know, between this hour at some point, I'm taking a break every day and I'm eating my lunch. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, and then, you know, have snacks nearby that you can stop at a smart breaking point, hurry up scarf something down, go back to the job. Cause I run into it all the time. These guys won't eat all day. They'll eat one meal while they're on, you know, eight, nine hours of work. Yeah, like yeah. this is why you guys break down and have problems when you're older. And especially if you don't have your own company and you can't take that step back, you're going to be screwed. So see there's, Oh shit. There's a lot there. I want to be able to unpack at some point. Um, again, coming back to the idea, like, Nutrition being very black and white, your physiology doesn't care what you perceive. And you're like, well, I'm not really that hungry throughout the day. 
that's an adaptation to what you have put yourself through over and over. Honestly, I think this is where a lot of the popularity for things like intermittent fasting come in because people are essentially doing that to themselves anyway. And now they have this system that they can use to justify what that is. And they go so long not remembering what it feels like to be fueled and to feel good and to have that energy throughout their day that they just tell themselves that it's normal or that they're fine. Mm -hmm. And they don't want to change habits in order to find that dedicated lunchtime to find times where they can like yeah. stop for a second and get a snack because they forget how good that feels. And so they don't justify it. And it's like, if you just give yourself a couple of weeks yep. of doing it the right way, like it, like I know we've said it a thousand times, but it's life changing it on how good you can feel. I um, <clears throat> kind of wanted to read this cause we we're talking about this. Um, Emery uh, Mullen put up a post today. I told him the third paragraph needed to be like, like, plastered on a wall it needs put on a wall and like every new lifter needs to read it right and this goes for everything you know fitness wise but he was talking about powerlifting but listen to this okay i'm just gonna read the third paragraph in this um he said like if a person hasn't yet had a meet oh wait, wait yeah i'm on the right paragraph if a person hasn't yet had a meet where they didn't pr then they most likely haven't yet experienced being faced with the uh, uh, blah, 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 blah. I'm getting lost in my own stuff here with deciding just how, how much of their life they actually are willing to concede for the sport. <clears throat> da, 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 da. Yeah. I'm on the right paragraph. Why do I feel like I'm on the wrong thing? Oh, it's at the end. Okay. Sorry. I'm screwing up here. <laughs> I don't have my glasses on. Uh, will they get off their couch and sacrifice their free time to do mobility, to get steps, to do cardio? Will they get off their phones to sleep more? Will they give up their favorite unhealthy foods or change their caloric intake in order to prioritize their nutrition? The frequency with which I see people give up, uh, the frequency with which I see people give up and quit once uh, progression stops being easy is both saddening and frustrating. Mm -hmm. All right. So the big part is those last few yes. sentences there. And that is what we tell athletes constantly. Like those are the pinpoints where we say, you need to start prioritizing your nutrition, your sleep, your mm -hmm. this, your that. And what you see is like, you know, these people, um, you know, don't sleep or don't eat or I get it. I've had sleep troubles. Yeah. You know, that's different. If you're trying to, and it doesn't happen. That's, I get it. There's mm -hmm. life things that happen. Right. But if you're purposefully not, I'm sorry, not doing it. Um, because you're staying up, you know, to watch something, play something, play on your phone, talk to people, whatever, mm -hmm. like, then that's your own fault. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, and there are things you can do to help with that sleep also. Um, you know, if you are waking up and things like that, but, um, if you're not prioritizing your food, like people, I, I just, I don't know how to get across, like the elite athletes aren't blowing smoke. Like they're not telling you some way. So you don't ever reach that level. They're fucking giving you the playbook yeah. of what it takes to get there. Like it's all over the place. Again, I think it comes back to the mindset. Like you can say all the facts you can, you can put it in a step-by-step -step approach, which in some ways we have, if like you went and you took yeah. the nuggets out of majority of the things that we've said in episodes, like you could probably do a pretty good play-by-play, -play, right? Yeah. 
and they will find a way to say, oh, I'm not an elite athlete. I don't need to do that. Yeah. That's different for me because yeah. uh, it wouldn't work. I've tried everything. It didn't do it. And it's very frustrating because you can't change that mindset. You can't put facts in front of them about, okay, you didn't do it this way. This is what yeah. you would need to do. Um, how about we try A, B, and C instead of what happened? Yeah. Let's do a different approach. No, you're not going to be an elite athlete but you can be a hell of a lot better than you are. Yeah. Or, okay, you're gen pop. You're not trying to be competitive, but you want to live a better life. Yeah. And you won't be able to change the mindset. No. There's, there needs to be that, like, come to Jesus well, moment where it finally shifts in their head. Be You got to be honest with yourself. <laughs> like, that's the biggest thing is... That might be asking a lot. You know, and we I see it all the fucking time online where people come back like, oh, I've taken a break, but here I am, like... You know, and they, then they never do anything. You know, they kind of mm-hmm. like blow smoke or like they act like they're deep into fitness and you're not. And like the thing is, it's like just be honest with yourself. If you're not willing to sacrifice what it takes, then don't think that you're ever going to be with the elite people because it's not going to happen. Like, don't think that like, you know, just because you go to the gym and you work out a bit. And that you're going to be some elite level person. If you're not doing mobility, if you're not eating right, not sleeping, Mm -hmm. not prioritizing these things, you're not going to get there. That's just how it is. Unless you're just a wild genetic freak and you come in strong as fuck. Like there's, and even then, like you're probably going to get injured or you're going to die out pretty quick. Um, You know, I've lived for many, many years now where I haven't, like, I haven't had a, such a sheltered life. I am not like some of the, some of the bodybuilders I've known, some of the, the better ones. And I mean, if you go on, fuck, find some of these guys are at the Olympias and look at their life, how they talk about living in a box. Mm-hmm. That is true. They eat, sleep, you know, work out. And some, some are smart and they try to build their personal brands and stuff, but they keep their stress as much to a minimum as possible. They sacrifice a, a lot of things of not talking to family, friends, all that stuff. Um, because they're trying to get better, right? Right. Um, so, you know, I, I have not lived in per se a box, but I have sacrificed a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. All right. Where I just flat out didn't have the energy to go do whatever. Um, you know, that was my time to rest. Yeah. Sorry. Like I know there's a family get together today for to watch the football game, but, uh, it's squats. Sorry. Squat Sunday. Gotta go. Like, mm-hmm. and people s- might seem like, oh, that's selfish or that's just, guess what being elite is? It's fucking selfish to an extent. You have to be right. right here's an easy one. So now I don't want to cut you off too much, but I'm going to yeah. throw an example out there. Replace squat with, I have an exam. Yeah. Replace that with, I have overtime or I have to take this yep. shift because I'm on call. Yeah. If someone could look at that scenario and say, oh no, that's completely different because you know, you're voluntarily going in to do squats to get better. You volunteered to go to school. You volunteered mm-hmm. for that job or to take yeah. that shift. Like you're not a victim. Yeah. Understand that just because a circumstance might look different from the outside, you approach it with the same level of like accommodating or adjusting your life mm-hmm. in order to make room for it because that's something that yeah. you want. Well, like you take um, how many med school students we have in here and oh, stuff. God, like, yeah. Go talk to them and they talk about like, you know, I, I hear, I've heard it from multiple people that are going to med school, like how some one in their family got mad at them because they didn't come to this or this or this because they were studying or because mm-hmm. they're fucking burned out because that's, you know, that's their life is to study or go to their clinicals or whatever the fuck they have to do. Right. Right. Um, to be successful in life, that's, that's going to happen. 
like you think that these people that are ultra successful just like you know they're they're busy like they don't they've sacrificed that time right mm-hmm. um and the, and i i know we you know that's kind of a different topic on on a different podcast but um you know there comes a point in time when like if you're not willing to sacrifice that stuff, then just admit that I'm not willing to sacrifice what it takes to get to this point. And then go ahead, go eat like shit, sleep whenever the fuck you want to sleep. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I might have some long term health effects also, but right. you know what? If that's what you want to fucking do, go do it. Go travel. Go do. You know what I mean? Like you said, know the but, consequences of what you're doing. Yeah, but don't think that you could just like live this life of just going and doing whatever, drinking. You know, two weeks out from meets and doing all this shit and that you're going to co- compete at a high level, you mm-hmm. know? So, um, you know, like I said, there, I've seen it a thousand times and drug drugs aren't going to save you either. You know, you got people that are total and fairly low levels, you know, taking drugs and they're trying to, you know, not live the lifestyle and then take drugs to counteract it. And like, they're still at a low level. That's why, because mm-hmm. you won't cut it out and focus on yourself. Right. When it comes like the student population and immediately like, so yeah, I'm in school for the PhD. And so technically a student, but I think of myself very differently outside of that, just because there's been enough time to establish, you know, habits and education as far as like, what should I eat? How should I eat it? What are some resources for it? Okay. But you talk about that at a different time for undergrads. You got that like 18 to 21, 18 to 22. Honestly, I think a big portion of their trouble with it is that they're ignorant about how to make certain things happen like they don't know about resources like food prep companies they don't know how much it costs and then they hear the number and they're like i have to pay that much for it in order to get meals like each week Mm -hmm. how much you paying for takeout yeah like it's gonna end up being equivalent or you look at that and say okay you can't if you legitimately cannot afford that to that extent but we know we have to hit these numbers Mm mm-hmm what is it like if you walk into Walmart and you've got 20 bucks to hit your protein, how do you do it? Packaged tuna, canned tuna, I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's not ideal. Yeah. But if you haven't done the homework to figure that out, it's always going to seem yeah. impossible because you never did cheap, enough and, research. Yeah. And there's ways to get away on a cheap diet and there's ways to eat, uh, you know, more expensive diet, mm-hmm. you know, like, um, <clears throat> I, I've just never been the one to really check. Now, if something's outrageous, I, I ain't fucking buying it. You know, like, I, especially with the inflation price on, like, steaks and stuff. I've been kind of looking at, like, some and, like, you know, and sure, I might get that ribeye. Sometimes it's costing a little extra, you know, right now. Mm-hmm. But, I, you know, I am kind of looking like, well, you know, I maybe I can go down the road and get that a little cheaper if I'm going to order this much meat, like I haven't ordered a quarter cow in a while because one, it takes forever to get in. And mm-hmm. two, the prices right now are ridiculous. Um, what are they asking? So, um, well, we used to pay, uh, what was it? Depending on, it well, it comes out to weight. Yeah. So I think the price we used to pay was like $3 and 60 cents for a vacuum sealed, um, quarter cow. Right. Okay. And it comes with, you know, we get the beef and all that. Obviously, we get roasts and things. Mm-hmm. We get uh, fillet with it. We get um, what uh, I think a couple 
strips with it. We get a ton of flank and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, but that those prices are going up. And even if it's like, you know, whatever, 50 cents or something, 50 cents on, uh, you know, 150 pounds, 170 pounds of meat. That's a significant difference. Yeah. Starts adding up, mm -hmm. you know? So, um, now we'd still be saving in the long run, but, yeah. um, just with everything going on and like, I'm not going to wait, you know, six, seven weeks to get my cow right. and stuff. I'm not, not doing that. So, um, you know, I just been kind of buying as is and I'll go to the butcher and see what they have and things like that. Um, I'm also not eating as much uh, beef right now as I used to. So, but, um, you know, I, I can, you can go to the store and like see, you know, ribeye cut might be 20 bucks a pound sometimes, you know, when it used to be consistently at like 15, 16, $17 a pound, you mm -hmm. know? So, um, and especially if you want the upper, you know, if you want like Delmonico's and things like that, your fillets, you're paying a lot for them now. Jeez. And it's like a lot more than used to a couple bucks more a pound. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, it, it, that's the other thing is like, I, I'm someone who love food. I like to eat mm -hmm. like different, trying different things and stuff. Um, but I don't pay attention. Honestly, I don't pay attention to the grocery bill. You know, like I don't give a fuck. Whatever my goal is, that's what it is. This is what it costs. Mm -hmm. getting it done you know so um and i've been that way for a, a pretty long time like doesn't mean i don't try to find deals here and there but um you know for the longest time now i've ate and went to the store with the mindset of buying these certain foods and i didn't give a shit what it cost me a month you know so um we completely skipped over being a student um but we'll kind of go back to there when i was a student yeah you know i was still spending um a lot of money each month on food for to prep and to have right mm -hmm. and um <clears throat> do you r roughly remember because i actually remember like oh uh i mean i was still i was, I was still making it. um i was still making 150 dollar trips to the grocery store for myself you know call it 500 dollars a month on groceries okay for myself probably yeah. if i had to take a stab maybe 400 to 500 on groceries a month for myself um and that's not counting like eating out or whatever if right. i decided to um, you know, and I did, uh, at the time, like I was going to CrossFit, which cost me $120 a month. You know, I bought my $200 or $150, $200. I think they were Addy powers, you know, mm -hmm. lifting shoes. That I still fucking have still used to this day. Um, you know, and I had a, a commercial gym membership at the time also, um, lived on my own, didn't live with my parents or anything. Uh, well, I had a roommate, but we lived in a house, you mm -hmm. know, where I paid X amount, whatever, $500 a month to rent. Um, you know, had a car payment, you know, I, I was driving like a $25,000 car at the time. Um, let's see what else. So I'm, what I'm getting at, you know, is I had fucking bills. Right. Oh, <laughs> uh, and I had a newborn by the way. So yeah. A little side note yeah, there. Yeah, let's throw that in there. <laughs> I'm just thinking of all, you know, all the excuses people give too. And when I was going to school, I was training full time. So a day might look like, and I've said this repeatedly, a day might look like, you know, session at eight, nine, 10 in the morning, drive to Kent, you know, 40 minutes away right, or whatever. In good traffic. Go to my classes and drive back, right? Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> and I still got it done like i sometimes i'd come back and i would go work out sometimes i would um 
go back and train clients. If it was like a rest day or something, I scheduled that out. Mm-hmm. And I did that for a couple of years where I was uh, driving to Kent, going to classes, going to train people, you know, and I was still eating good and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. I still had time to go fucking party on a Wednesday, you know what I mean? Or whatever. Um, you're not fucking busy. You are busy, but you, you, you have fucking time. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I, do. I hate that fucking excuse. Like, oh, I'm busy. No, you're not. You just don't prioritize it. Cause I promise you, I was constantly on the go. That is a full-time fucking thing. And when my kid was born, it was like, I would, you know, train people. And I, I did have to learn how to eat on the go. Cause it would be, you know, train people, go to see her, go to class or vice versa, go to class, come mm-hmm. back, see her, go work out, go, you know, do all these things where I was trying to, you know, spend time with my kid, go to school, be well and, you know, high level of fitness yeah. and do all these things, spending X ton of money each month on food and things. I prioritized fitness in my life. Mm-hmm. And I didn't go on fucking, and I said this in the, if you go back to, you know, the last episodes where I talk about this stuff, like I didn't go on vacations. I didn't go buy a bunch of fancy shit. Like, um, I, you know, I didn't, I I didn't do like these things that people normally do in their early to mid twenties. Right. Because I was setting up for something later and that set up paid off. Right. You know, I ended up having a gym and things got rolling, you know? Um, but I instilled those habits so early that nothing was going to fucking stop me. And that was set in during the military when I was 20 years old, Mm -hmm. you know? I'm still rolling with it. The reason I ask about the the monthly cost, I was about to say budget, but it's not so much budget because to come back to what you said when you were like, I didn't worry about the bill. Yeah. I'm going to take a guess and say that that didn't mean that you went in there and you're just like, I'm buying whatever the fuck I want. So let me me back up there. So um, my diet was a little bit different. I ate a lot of eggs. Mm -hmm. I ate a lot of tuna. Um, I ate a lot of uh, chicken. I did have lean beef that mm-hmm. I'd make up. Um, steaks were more of like a once a week thing, maybe twice, you right. know. Um, you know, not as much on the steak side. I didn't buy the expensive cuts. Right. Um, you know, I was getting like sirloins, flanks, you know, whatever. Um, <clears throat> and, I, and then I would make quinoa, rice. You know, mm-hmm. Lindsay makes fun of me because I... <laughs> you know, bachelor that I was, I used to make a pot of quinoa and I just stick the pot straight in the fridge. Yeah. Like, fuck it. I'm not, I'm not, uh, putting, that, there. I that. I'm not putting that in a Tupperware <laughs> container. I don't care. I eat it's it. It's got a lid. It's fine. I eat it every day. Wash the pot out, <laughs> cook it all over again. There was constantly quinoa in my, yeah. in my uh, refrigerator. So, um, there's ways to eat very, very cheap. I just ate so much that I had to spend the money, you know? Right. And again, I would still, uh, make eggs and things all the time. Because I think someone could hear so, that without the explanation of it, and they're like, oh, it must be nice that you didn't have to worry about it. It's like, no. No. Like, I, I'm i willing to, because yeah. I was right around, uh, I would say between three and $400, mm-hmm. smaller person than you. Um, I I've, I, just, I eat a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So looking at that, it was, this is what I need to spend in order to feed myself. Like, I'm going to wean that down yeah. to spend <clears throat> as as little as possible to make sure I hit everything. But yeah. it's like, that's what it costs. Yep. And if I happen to increase my income, 
and I can splurge a little bit. Like you said, like maybe like once a week you get steak Mm -hmm. or like you get these small luxuries. And as you get better with things, I can go eat sushi, right? You know, whatever you get to have those tiny wins along the way. Mm -hmm. But there is that base amount because you figured out within your fixed income that this is what it costs to hit the numbers to feed myself. Yep. And initially if that's mostly eggs and rice and like chicken, okay, there it is. Yeah. And as you get better, like it keeps going up. As a college student, I get it. You probably don't have a lot of income. You might not have a lot of opportunity to cook things. Yeah. That doesn't mean you can't figure out a way to do it. Yeah. You just 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 have to find the the foods that are cost affordable. Um, Eggs cost what? Like 80 cents? Or I'm I'm probably lowballing it, but. Yeah. I mean, like they can get. Let's say a buck 50 for 12. Yeah. When it gets a little higher. Yeah. but you can buy bulk eggs. Even you can go to mm-hmm. like BJ's or whatever and buy bulk eggs for pretty cheap. Um, Does it kind of suck when that's yeah every single meal because you're not very good at cooking? That's the thing. Be educated. You can go online. Um, YouTube, Eight Man, or not Eight Man, uh, Animal Pack did a couple of their athletes before like um, eating on a budget or something. Mm-hmm. Just, just go Google or YouTube like eating on a budget Animal Pack. And I think they had like Pete Rubish do it. They had uh, Frank McGrath do it. Uh, a couple other like these guys went through the grocery store and literally picked out and showed you how to eat on a budget. And I think some of them, they even said what the total cost was and things. And these guys go in spend like whatever, 70 bucks on food or whatever. And like mm-hmm. they would walk out with a bunch of shit for the week, you know, yeah, or for whatever, however long it's going to take them. Um, there's plenty of ways to still eat on a budget. Um, like if you have questions about that, here's one of my favorite things out of stoicism where they're like, Take a couple of days mm-hmm. out of a month or every couple of months and eat incredibly bare bones, mm-hmm. like as dirt cheap as you can get it while yeah. still taking care of yourself. A can of baked beans mm-hmm. is like a dollar or less Yeah, if you get the really cheap one. Rice yep. is insanely cheap, especially if you buy it in bulk. Mm-hmm. You can potatoes. feed your, potatoes, uh, eggs. You can get yourself a meal that essentially hits all of your macros going yeah. like rice, beans, eggs. Yeah. As long as you're careful of the proportions for dollars a day. Yep. Probably yep. three bucks or less. Yep. It sounds crazy. You can do it. Does it suck if that's your every single meal? Yeah. Yeah. But if you get it in your head that you can essentially feed yourself for like a hundred bucks a month if you had to. Yeah. Oh, if I had to cut my budget right now on food, like we could do it. We know, you know. Uh, well, that's is it healthy? A, bul- a bulk of our but... what we do eat, we eat a lot of um, a lot of potatoes, a lot of rice, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. Um, you know, it's not it's not overly difficult. Now, if you're buying like the high end nuts and the fucking high end peanut butter and like mm-hmm. you know all stuff, then yeah, that's gonna start to add up. You know, if you're buying like a fresh ton of fresh fresh vegetables like that. Like you know, free range organic yeah, eggs. Yeah, like there's yeah six dollars for twelve. <laughs> yeah, then yeah, you're gonna have some costs to that. So you have to you have to weigh the the cost benefits and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, but there's there's always time. There's always a way. There's always something. And I'm someone like, um, I constantly am in thinking about something, doing something, and I might forget. Like I could easily forget to eat. I could easily oh, yeah. skip a meal, yeah. you know. Um, and I'm someone who I, I like my food, like so I like to eat. 
um, burritos and pizza and this and that, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? But I make it such a, it's still such a small part of my diet, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that's the biggest thing for, for college students. You have a way, like you guys just need to quit making excuses. You're just young and don't get it. And it's probably because you're just not educated on how to cook food. Yeah. You know, you're not educated on how to prep. I wish I could walk into everyone's house and show them like, here's how you live, you know, but I can't do that. That doesn't involve ordering a pizza. Yeah. Um, you know, those, those things like Chipotle and that we went to Moe's last night and got burritos. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's whatever, you know what I mean? It happens. Like we felt like eating that. Yeah. That's fine. You know, you're allowed to. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, now you just have to know when, like, you know, I'm not in a fucking prep for anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, um, but again, like I'm not at that point right now where I'm sacrificing things to, you know, get better. Like as far as like powerlifting or whatever, I, you know, I'm not at that point right now. Mm-hmm. Now, if I flip it back on and like, I was it back in, you know, getting healthy and getting prepped and all that stuff, then yeah. Now that doesn't mean like I'm, st- I'm actually eating really good right now besides, you know, I'll have Moe's or I'll have this. And besides like having to travel, um, where I wanted to eat food. Like when we went down uh Saturday and we were picking up equipment and stuff, I, you know, five hour down, five hour back drive. We we're gone for 12 hours that day. I didn't give a fuck. I went with the mindset. I don't give a fuck what I eat today. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like I'm going to eat Wendy's that we had like no restrictions. I did not care at all. Mm-hmm. You know, um, <clears throat> did I, did I pay for it a little the next day? Yeah. But, <laughs> um, you know, I felt sluggish and I felt like shit, but, um, if I really wanted to get picky, I could have had all my meals prepped. I could have had everything prepped in a bag, ready mm-hmm. to go, um, and took those down and, you know, but I didn't have to deal with like food, in that sense, I wanted to eat mm-hmm. what I wanted to fucking eat, you know? So, uh, it's all choices. So, um, we should probably get to, do we want to answer those questions today? You can take a look at them. Let's try to get to a few of these. All right. Number one, with it getting colder, should people pay more attention to their warm up? Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So in a <laughs> nutshell, yes. Um, one thing that I, I told, uh, I had a client before she was older, uh, smaller, leaner, and she had a problem with, she would come in at like, you know, five in the morning to work out. And, um, you know, the heaters in here, I think kick on at like four forty-five in the morning. Okay. Um, back up to like a higher temp. So it, it takes a little while, mm-hmm. you know, so she would walk in like, they're not fully, like, it's not fully heated yet, obviously. Um, <clears throat> And like what I told her is a little trick is on your way to the gym, blast the heat in your car. Mm -hmm. So get it started, get it running before you leave. If it's a shorter drive and just have it cranked up to blow. Like, so you'll act in like wear sweats and stuff. So you Mm -hmm. actually like build up a little bit of body heat and and stuff. Even if you start sweating, cool, go in, start your dynamic warmups and stuff. And, and you should be able to get a good sweat going. Um, you know, there's ways to cheat it. Um, as far as like, like I said, I mean, you know, the sauna, the sauna, you don't want to be in there for too long, but if you spend four or five minutes in there, we've mentioned that before. I've been doing that prior to working out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, get, get your body moving is the big thing. So use the cable systems, use the bands, use the uh, bikes, the rowers, the whatever, get your Mm -hmm. heart pumping and you'll warm up. 
So, because the purpose of it, and we've talked about it before, but you have the two aspects. You want to get the nervous system kind of ramped up and firing, but you need blood flow for the core temperature mm-hmm. increase. Yeah. So if you're getting the heat blowing on you when you're in the car, that's going to take care of that half of it. It was like it's going to increase yeah. core temperature, get you sweating, which is what you want. That doesn't mean that you show up and you're like, "Well, I'm sweating, so I don't need to do the other stuff." And that's yeah. taken care of. No, but the other part of it, because if you mention someone who's coming in in the morning and it's cold out now. Like it takes anywhere from three to four hours to like fully get the body warmed up throughout mm-hmm. the day. Like if you're not doing anything. Mm-hmm. So if it's going to be that much more uh, regressed because it's colder out, yeah. like you're losing that much well, more of the potential temperature. Especially on the age factor. That like, makes sense? Yeah. Okay. Uh, on the age factor too, like people don't realize and, um, you know, us getting a bit older, I'm sure you, you're starting to experience it sometimes. It's like you get up and you're you need a little oil in the system and you need like, you need, I've to, been that get, way for years. You need to get fucking loose. Like it's Getting not, it's not rough. as much anymore where you can just pop out of bed. Like, okay, slam down a protein shake and eat some cereal and oh, let's go get a pump and you're just ready to go. No, it takes some time to get your fucking cognitive ability there. Your body's moving. You know, it I takes, think I can minute, count on so. one hand, the number of times that I've like popped out of bed. Yeah. And been ready to go, I don't know, since I was like 13. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know if that's an age thing now or, <laughs> or just, how you just are. a yeah. terrible with sleep. Yeah. Who knows? Um, um, you know, for for a long time in my 20s, I used to just, especially in the military, I learned it because, you know, it's in ranks at 6 a.m. or whatever. So, oh, yeah. you know, you, you, you kind of wait to that last minute, pop out of bed, get your shit together, mm-hmm. you know, make sure your uniform's squared away. And you kind of slammed down some breakfast or like us, we had the luxury of like, we were there so damn early, we could actually check in, you know, everyone getting ranks. And then when we break out to clean or something, if you weren't new, have the new guys clean, we would run down to, uh, they still were serving breakfast. (laughs) So we'd run down and get some breakfast or whatever. Um, Yeah. Or we had like a a breakfast burrito truck outside. Uh, Yeah. There's all kinds of ways, but I was laughing when it came in. Cause I like, I know the guy who submitted it. And I know that he knows the answer is yes. So he's probably asking cause he has clients who are asking him about it. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I mean, just with it getting colder, especially if you have an older client who's coming mm-hmm. in, like you want something that's going to help out with the core temperature. Yeah. Um, and whatever that ends up being. Yeah. All right. Number two, best ways to improve quality of sleep. So we talk a ton about supplementation. I'm going to change it because I went back. Yeah. I've been rereading this book called The Power of When that talks about chronotypes. Mm. And what I I remembered it, but it's like when you hear something again, it like becomes fresh in your mind. Yeah. And you realize um, all the times that you could have applied it. If you figure out your chronotype, and what that means is what is the best time for you as an individual to go to sleep? So you got these people who like need to go to bed around eight or nine. Mm-hmm. You have people like majority of the population want to go to bed around 10 or 11. Mm-hmm. Some people are wolves and you know, they stay up late. They want to go to bed around one. Mm-hmm. So if you're a lion, let's say, mm-hmm. which means you go to, you want to be asleep around say nine o'clock mm-hmm. and I'm a bear. I want to be at 11. No. If we both get eight hours of sleep, but we like you go to bed at nine, I go to bed at nine. I get a lot less quality than you Mm. do because my body isn't in rhythm on that. Mm. If I go to bed at 11, you go to bed at 11, I get better quality than you do because you've already missed at least two hours of your window. Mm. The body, when it sleeps, it doesn't go in this nice cycle where it's like deep sleep, dream, light, Mm -hmm. and cycle. Like the first third of your night, 
is mostly deep sleep. Yeah. That's where everything gets restored. Yeah. That's where all the um, insulin regulation happens. That's where mm-hmm. the growth hormone gets released, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So if you <clears throat> miss that, your body's like, oh, well, that's okay. You know, we went to bed, you know, two hours early or yeah. two hours late. It's fine. No. Your body's like, fuck it. Well, you missed it. Yeah. Like, we'll do some, but that's all we got. Yeah. This is uh, this is a genetic mm-hmm. thing, right? So this, this is interesting. That's why I asked that. <clears throat> is, um, so my family, me, my, me, my mom, both my brothers, all, um, do are, are the same type where we want to stay up later mm-hmm. and we all hate mornings. <laughs> like, yeah. We all hate it. Um, now it doesn't mean, I don't know. Sometimes I do like to get up. Sun's coming up. Kind of gives me a like, good refresh, mm-hmm. but my best quality of work and best quality of everything mm-hmm. is done. Um, when I go to bed, you know, a little later, sleep in a little later. Yeah. So, um, and I've been this way since I was young. Um, my, I know my, my mom's that way. I know my brother, brother's that way. Like everyone mm. is that way. Coincidentally, um, they say people who have that often become, uh, entrepreneurs mm-hmm. because they tend to not fit within like the social norms of a typical schedule. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Which Other reasons as well, but yeah. Social norms of anything can go fuck themselves. Um, well, yes, it's, that's kind of the <laughs> people you all need to remember that too. It's, it's about to be 2022 social norms are gone. There is no more social norm. Um, just so you all know, and there, there's the new norm is no norm. Yeah, it, it, it truly is because every, there's so many successful people and so many outliers that, that have just blown away at the status quo over the past, like 15, 20 years. Hmm. Um, there's a lot of like, you know, there is a lot of entrepreneurs that, um, that whole bullshit of like, oh, I wake up at 3 a.m. and this and that. You know, many fucking entrepreneurs sleep in till 7, 8 a.m. every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're some of the biggest titans in the world. That Now, there are is that study of like, oh, most CEOs are up at 3, 34 a.m. Okay, we can take a majority of that. But a lot of those CDO, CEOs are old. And like, that's how it used to be. Now it's trending that there are a lot of people that work late and they sleep they, like mm-hmm. if you listen to Gary Vee, he talks about this. Fuck, there's times I guarantee Gary Vee is his ass is up at three, four in the morning. You know what I mean? Yeah. But he talks um, like he dedicates seven, eight hours. Yeah, he prioritizes his sleep. Yeah. So I th- I think he's talked about this, but I think he said he tries to go to bed at like nine nine PM or something, um, you know, ten PM uh mm-hmm. and then tries to get up by like six or something like that. Maybe I'm wrong on that. All right, don't quote I me. I can't remember the times. Um, I, yeah. So um, but it, it doesn't matter. Like it's when your time is optimal. Right. And guess what? Like some of these people, um, that are entrepreneurs, uh, you know, that it, their time of being an entrepreneur might be at the night. So they have to automatically right. adjust to that anyway. So it, it all depends on like what you're doing, what you're in. Now I'm not saying like, don't go in and tell your boss like, Hey, sorry, I can't be in at seven 30 because um, I'm a wolf and wolves that don't, doesn't line up with the chronotypes. Yeah. So we, I don't get up to noon. I don't get up till 9am. <laughs> so I'll be in about, yeah, noon. no, don't, don't do that. But, um, it might be smart to maybe look into that and, and think, do I want to be in this career field? And should I go down this other path towards, you know, this time? Um, I've, I've said this a lot, like mm-hmm. <clears throat> optimally just because of the time I like to get up in the morning, um, 
and my body generally needing a little more sleep, I like to try to be, you know, 10, 10 30 asleep and be up um, by like 8, 8 30. Mm-hmm. I like that longer time uh, in case I don't sleep well or whatever. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> plus, like, you know, my with my morning routine, I know how long it takes me to kind of get up, get ready, get going, you know, all this stuff, uh, get my breakfast made, you know, do my market stuff, you know, mm-hmm. all that. Um, and I purposely, like I am someone who I don't schedule many appointments before about 9.30 or 10 a.m. Yeah. Right? Uh, for that simple fact that I don't want my morning routine broken. Yep. So even when a doctor <laughs> appointment, they try to schedule me at 8.39, I say mm, something later in the morning because I know that. Um, my realtor, he he's older, doesn't get up. Uh, he admits to, like doesn't get up till like 10, 11 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Now, when are you showing a lot of houses at night, right? Yeah. Usually, typically, or afternoon, right? Because people get done with work and yeah. then they go take a look. People yeah. aren't having, you know, people aren't having people at their house at nine a.m. to look at a house. Yeah. So he kind of adapts that, right? But he's the same way. Like he doesn't make appointments before a certain time because he knows he's going to sleep in later. Mm-hmm. You know, all that stuff. So there's people that do this. Um. So like, it's not like a overwhelming badass thing that I get up at 2 a.m., 3 a.m. and I get to work and I'm, right. I got so much done before everyone else. I promise you if I got up at 3 a.m., I could definitely get some, some more stuff done if there were stuff to do. Mm-hmm. But if there's not something that can absolutely be done, why the fuck would you get up that early every day to feel like you're getting something done? Because that's what's happening a lot is people think like, well, I'm getting stuff done. Are you, are you really though? Are, are you really learn to utilize yeah. your time? And this is another thing. Again, I'm piggybacking off Gary V here. It's yeah. like, I know people who can work eight, nine hours, 10 hours in a day and that's it. And they fucking utilize every second of that and they get shit done. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and you guys got like, there's so many different types out there, man. There's day traders in the world that work two hours a day, three hours a day. There's real estate investors that don't work at all. But you watch those guys like, work those when a couple of hours and it's yeah. insane how it's efficient intense, they are. Yeah. Yeah. And same with like the, you know, real estate side, those guys, they don't, they won't hardly work, but when they work and have to take care of shit, it, they're on call all the time. Cause if one of their properties gets fucked, if something happens, whatever, even if they have property managers, you know, but a lot of them, you know, it's get up, make sure accounts are good, mm-hmm. talk to people however they need to talk to people, emails, whatever. They you know, they might devote three to four hours a day and then they're off enjoying their life because they've invested their money in stuff that's going to pay them back. So yeah. I'll use that. I'll bring it back to the whole so. quality of sleep thing. If you have a better appreciation for what your schedule should look like, you can accommodate your day mm-hmm. to what your cycle is, the yeah. chronorhythm. Yeah. And so if you're someone who's like, well, I don't want to wake up until 11, but I've now chosen a job where I have to be there at nine and you're messing up those two hours. Your body's like, I fucking hate you. Why are you doing this to me? Yeah. And it throws everything off. You're going to sleep that much worse at night mm-hmm. because you've already caused that dysregulation yeah. or you just like you lose those two hours right there. You're really sluggish. You're not getting things done. Mm-hmm. You're inefficient. You're in a bad mood. And then you end up working later than you have to. Yeah. And that carries stress into the evening. So then you're not yeah. sleeping well again for, you know, and, and for years, a cycle. The reason I kind of like started to notice about that about myself too is for years, while I was in the military, I got up at five a.m. you mm-hmm. know, or just before five a.m. to be at work, and when I got out, my body slowly just automatically wanted to revert back 
Mm-hmm. Now, part of that was some time change. I was West Coast, so 5 a.m. is 8 a.m. here. Um, but my body automatically started going back to pushing my wake-up time, mm-hmm. you know. And I had times where it was like bad, where it was like, you know, it took me a while to adjust. I was waking up at like 10 a.m. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, why yeah. am I getting upset? And then I realized, oh, well, it's going to take me a while to adjust this time change again. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but my body automatically wanted to go back to waking up, you know, at that between, you know, 7.30, 8, 8.30 time, you know, somewhere through there. Um, now, I've had plenty of days where I've gotten up, you know, 5, 6 a.m., whatever, but... Mm-hmm. Um, it's that what is the most consistent that your body wants? Yeah. Like, when does it want to go to sleep when you're not doing things mm-hmm. like staying on your phone or doing more work or doing yeah. other activities that you don't yeah. need to be? Well, and, and again, and when it does comes it want back, to wake up? comes back to your job. My, my job doesn't end at 4 PM. Like you say, like you got to have that cutoff so, point. Yeah. That lets you, yeah, um, so. because I see for people get frustrated with it and they're like, well, what should I take? You know, should I take melatonin? Should I take magnesium? Should I take these things to help me relax? Yeah. And realizing that. Like you could be fighting what your body wants. Mm-hmm. And st- well, like, some people fight listen sleep to, it. to stay up later. Um, you know, also I can keep working or I, you know, I can wake up. You're not a better person cause you woke up at four. Yeah. Like that doesn't make you a better person. Yeah. Like if you, that's what, no, if you're someone who like your life demands that you wake up at four, mm-hmm. like that's what you've chosen, whether like you wanted to wake up at four or not. Like, yeah, I give you credit. Yeah. If like, if you're a parent and you have to wake up at five o'clock in the morning before you really want to, cause you have to make sure that your kids are ready for school and all that, that's different. Yeah. Like you have life circumstances, which have you know, required yeah. you to do it outside of that. If you're an entrepreneur or a business person and you're like, I wake up at three thirty, four o'clock in the morning and that makes me fucking chief. It's like, no, it's like you have the same hours in the day. Like you're going to end up falling asleep at nine mm-hmm. versus someone else who stays up three hours later than you yeah. woke up three hours later <laughs> And does better with their time because they're more rested. Yeah. Well, I know like me and Lindsay will like, we kind of chief go, <laughs> <laughs> we kind of go off and, uh, off and on with like, sometimes I'll, my body, like I'll kind of want to stay up later and sometimes she'll want to stay up later. Um, but typically she's more of a morning person than I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, always has been. So, um, yeah. Anyway, hopefully I answered that fucking long winded question. I think it did. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I run, okay. So this one goes right into it. Recommended supplementation for sleep other uh, than melatonin. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, for me, like I know my routine, I take ashwagandha. Mm-hmm. Um, I take melatonin, sorry. Um, and then I take magnesium There you go. and th- those are the three things that consistently helps me. Mm-hmm. Um, I have noticed um, if I don't take my melatonin, it's harder to sleep, but yeah, you know, those are the three things that I take, uh, to try to go to sleep. So, um, there are others out there. I think it's a personal oh, yeah. preference again, substances, different substance that will affect people a little bit differently here and there. And it depends what, there's so many brands out there. It's going to depend yeah. on the potency of the brand. Cause before I would, I mean, what you just mentioned right there, those are really good ones where like ashwagandha is super helpful for as an adaptogen, like mm. cortisol flushing yeah. to help you with stress. Magnesium, super helpful uh, with any kind of like body tension you might have. And yeah. That's effect on like, anxiety and nerves. The melatonin, obviously. But outside of that, again, you I'd want to know circumstances before mm. I would make any kind of recommendation yeah, for some, some people talk about like taking GABA and things like that. And it's like, 
I mean, that can have some bad side effects to it also. So it's... I took GABA at one point. Um, I was on like too high of a dose of medication. I was getting anxiety from it. So I would take GABA to help me sleep. Yeah. And just to give an indication of like how potent the medication was, I was taking like 2,100 milligrams of GABA Mm -hmm. before bed and I would still wake up with anxiety. So I come off of the medication realizing that it's what's causing it. And I took like 700 milligrams of GABA, which to anyone listening, that's really fucking high compared Mm -hmm. to the regular dose of like say 200. Yeah. I felt like a zombie in a hangover that like the next half day after when I woke up, it was awful. Yeah. And like, you have to be careful with how much you're taking in these things, obviously, but it can totally backfire on you. I slept great. Yeah. But was basically a zombie the whole next day. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, again, coming back to the idea, like if you're a certain chronotype and your body's like, I don't want to fall asleep right now. And you're trying to make it, you could be taking things, just fighting your physiology. Yep. Um, you know, and the people that are waking up in the middle of the night, that's where I typically uh, tell them to start supplementing the ashwagandha because that's usually what's waking you up. If you don't have to pee or something, it's usually some kind of cortisol. Right. So I know we've talked about is like if your blood sugar drops for whatever reason mm-hmm. and cortisol spikes as a response for it, you get a bunch of adrenaline that goes with it. Yeah. Okay. Because I, <laughs> it's funny because like I'm trying not to, uh, right now I'm eating like a little bit different before I go to bed and Lindsay's like, Always get on me like, oh, is that enough? Because I don't want you, like, you might wake up in the middle of the night. Because, dude, I've, it happens. Like, I've woken up at 3.34 in the morning like, oh, my God, I'm so hungry. And it's because, like, yeah. I'm hungry. It's mm-hmm. not because uh, anything else of, like, I just pop up and I'm instantly, like, I could eat and go to the gym. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cortisol. I'm, like, I'm, like, ready to go. Yeah. So, but anyway, what's the next question? Uh, pretty basic one. How long should I use... The hypervolt on an area and is it bad to use it every day oh, well second question first no you can use it every day it's just like how long are you using it and what's going on with what you're using it on uh, the same way like you could foam roll every day you just don't do it very intensely you don't do it for yeah. very long and the more often you use it the nicer about it you are to yourself in general i like to say like a minute on an area and that doesn't yeah. mean like hold it in one spot for a minute it means like a muscle group so if i'm going to work on my quads with the hypervolt i might go up and down the entire length of the quad from side to side um like for a total of a minute yeah as i'm going through and if i find one spot that's particularly tender i'll hang out on that one mm-hmm. but i mean i've talked with people they've had full conversations while like we're they're hypervolting and they'll be working on one leg for like 20 minutes yeah. And it's like, you don't realize it because it kind of feels good in the moment, but you're going to be really sore. Like you have way too much time that you're spending on that. Yeah. And afterward, you don't know if you're sore because there's still an issue or because of how long you did that. Like yeah. It definitely the, causes an inflammation. The percussion therapy is like, I, we've talked about it many, many times, but like, there's just so much uh, just blind use out there. Like, look it up like figure out how to how to use the thing correctly well, that's the you problem know, is like, like there's so much info about like oh it's good for circulation and it's good for mobility but there's no like script here you know or it gets buried under yeah. like page three of google because there's all these ads about how it's going to help you and yeah. all of your hip mobility yep. it's like it can but it's a tool and yep. there are rules with how you use them mm-hmm. or protocols you should yeah. say but those aren't fun and sexy so they don't get talked about very often yep but yeah did that answer it? 
I guess it kind of that was an easy one. Yeah. There you go. Protocol. Is there, uh, is there another one, I think? Just those four. Okay. Yeah. Did we answer four questions? We did. Jesus, we got long-winded there. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll cut it off for the people that, you know. I, if you're still listening, thank if you. If you're still listening, thank <laughs> you. Yeah. You know, I, I was going to say, um, do you, if you ever listen to Jocko's podcast. Oh, yeah. Three-hour episodes. Oh, it's insane. I'm like. It's marathon. I'm like, how the fuck can this guy talk? And they'll go, they have a script. Like, if you ever see, like, the videos, I mean, they have sheets of paper, like, to kind of, like, because he'll read excerpts from, like, books and things like okay, that. Yeah. And, like, I mean, he has got, like, they got, like, legit script, you know. Of everything they want to cover. Yeah. And I'm like, holy fuck. Like, you know, some of them I can, I can take, but others I'm like. You got to do it in chunks. I'm like, Jesus, man. Like. I can't, like, I'll listen to part of it. If it's not quite what I'm looking for for that time, then yeah. I'll go on to something else. And, oh, yeah. I, I've, I don't know. I know, like, uh, a lot of uh, podcasts are becoming more like shows now with some of these famous people and yeah. stuff. Highly produced. Yeah. But, like, fuck. <laughs> I mean, we try to keep it to an hour. I know some of these good, this one's probably long, but uh, some of the interviews we've done where it's, you know, yeah, you like got an hour and a half. Yeah, you got questions. Yeah, I think interviews are something different because you get you know you get a lot of voices speaking. But yeah, man. All right, all right. Well, for the five people that may be listening, I don't even know if that may for the one person left. <laughs> thank you, <laughs> thank you, listener. All right. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it for today. Uh, bring in some questions. We'll Any keep answering. Them. Um, just said uh, November sixth fall brawl here at Unrivaled Strength. Um. Did you get enough people sign up for as far as like loading? Spotting? We could always use more, you know, okay. and that's the thing. I, I always tell people there's never enough of those um, just because sometimes people say they're coming and they don't. Um, you never want to put lifters safety in jeopardy. Right. Um, I'm really glad we were able to, to kind of scramble together. We have like, I think seven or eight judges coming um, wow. and they're not even from the RPS fed. Let's put it that way. I mean, these are USPA people. So shout out to the USPA. I mean, I'll say this, like those, those, fucking people take care of you like mm -hmm. especially if you're intertwined and, and you're not an asshole um you know some <laughs> of them are coming in that are key that, requirements they don't have to be there you know what i mean they're yeah. doing it to help us and um that's good so um <clears throat> yeah i mean if the, if we have to like uh, as always i would step in as long as i'm not judging or something in spot even if you've um, never loaded and yeah. you're not sure how to do it but yeah, it's not it's not a difficult concept, guys. It's really not. It's just right. it's hard work in a way. So um, it sucks a little bit, but also it's fun because you get to watch like how these lifters are and how they react to things, and you know you get to see different technique and you get to you know you get to watch some pretty cool shit go down. So I I don't know like I I, I don't know I don't know what the whole uh, people's problem with spying loans. I think people are just lazy and selfish and don't care to ever give back anything. So. But it's funny because I guarantee some of the uh, very top end elite people that are coming, mm -hmm. I'm willing to bet if they're not working with a client on that uh, particular, um, you know, in the warm up area or on the platform, I bet you I could ask them to spot and load and they would because I've seen it, seen it a million times. Yeah. Some of the some of the best lifters in the world are back there in the warm up room loading plates for people mm -hmm. and, you know, on the platform when needed to come in and help spot. Mm -hmm. So anyway um that's it for now uh 
oh yeah bring in questions we'll put those up on the story and we'll get more questions and start answering them so that's it have a good one